Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the How to Lead podcast, helping you develop yourself and those around you. My name's Adam Tarno, joined as always by Clay Scroggins. Clay, first episode of 2023. We had a great year last year. Put out content almost every week. I think we just took those last two weeks off as we were gearing up, getting ready for 2023. But if you uh, if you think about 2022, any words pop into mind for you if you look back real quick on what 2022 was like for you? You know, gosh, that's I haven't thought about it in that way of thinking a specific word to explain it. But I'm in this men's group that met at the end of last year um, for the first time. And the guy who's facilitating it, a guy that I know, he's a good friend of mine. He goes around, he said, all right, well, let's, this is kind of the end of the group. And he says, let's go around and um, can you share how you want to grow next year? And my first thought was, I have no idea because I'm not even thinking about that. I feel like I'm just kind of holding on, you know, the whole uh, dog that, you know, grabbed a hold of the bumper of the car and is just hanging on. I feel like some of that's the age of art. You know, I I say our kids, like you and I have kids together. We do not have, we do not do not. (laughs) You have your own kids. I have mine. (laughs) That's right. But they're around the same age and the busyness just is at a peak level. And then secondly, just getting, you know, this new career, uh, new vocation going. Um, it's taken a lot of energy to get that going. So I think all of that has captured all of my attention and energy. And so to think about what do I need to be doing to grow, that was really good for me to think about. But it was also a little alarming that I was like, oh my goodness, um, that should say something. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was such an exciting year and just uh, a lot of unmet expectations. I mean, obviously, Launching my first book, you can remember what that was like with David Morrison and I in September launching The Edge. Uh, there was so much anticipation and so much work. So there was, I felt like there was so much excitement. Then there was a little bit of, wah, wah, you know, once it got out there where you're like, okay, well, this is a little different. I thought the phone would be ringing off the hook or the right. email, the inbox was just going to be. O- Oprah uh, has it called. That's right. Where is Oprah? So, um, but then, I mean, honestly, just all the growth that's happened since then, I've had to learn new skills. I've had to learn how to sell something. I've had to learn how to ask for business. I've had to learn how to talk about, you know, kind of something that you spend 18 months on how to talk about it in 30 seconds, in a minute, and, and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of growth, a lot of exciting things um, that happened last year. So I'd probably say that, that the word would be, it was an exciting year. Uh, but it does lead into, because I've had those questions asked of me before of like, all right, well, what's your word for this year? How are you thinking about this next year? And something has come into my mind that that I just I definitely started talking about with groups of leaders in towards the end of the fall of 2022, and it really probably has come out of the whole conversation that happened this year with quiet quitting. I think I, I really think the more time I've spent thinking about quiet quitting, uh, I am grateful for all the positives that that conversation has brought to organizational mm-hmm. life. I think there was so much to learn there. And one of the biggest learnings that I know for me and then all the leaders that I've been working with would nod their head in agreement of going, oh, we all have realized that everybody has a different idea of what it means to have a successful career, right? We Mm. all have different ideas. And so uh, for some of us, you want to climb the ladder, you want to make as much money as you can, get whatever title you can, you want to just always be moving, right? You're going to never settle for what you consider to be the status quo. I want my career to always be moving up to the right. Uh, we also learned that a lot of people are very content with where they are. And so uh, they're not lazy. 
Uh, they don't, it's not that they don't want to work hard. They're just content, right? Which is like that in America nowadays, you're countercultural if you're right. content. But good right? for you. Wouldn't that be amazing yes. if we were in that spot? Yes. And, and honestly, team leaders would love to have some people on their team who are content, right? Yeah. That are not feeling like, hey, boss, what's next? What's next? What's next? Where's my next step? Uh, it's great to have high performing content people. So anyway, it, it's uh, one of the questions that I've been asking leaders over the last few weeks is, okay, so how are you defining success? And a lot of them feel like what you described, Clay, which is, man, I don't know if I've got an answer to that. That is something that I think I've got in, in the back of my mind. But if I ask them to sit down and write down some words, I get a little bit of that deer in the headlights uh, kind of look. And so um, have you had some experience with that too? And the, the leaders that you're working with, when you ask them to define it, they don't really know how to actually communicate what it is that they want out of a career or what they think is successful? For sure. I think this is a great question. I think it's a great question to begin the year with. How do you define success? What matters most? What are you really chasing after? All of that. Uh, it's amazing how the calendar flips and we're all of a sudden in this kind of existential space to be able to ask these philosophical questions, which is good. I think it's really helpful. For me, when I, I you know, you and I both have similar career trajectory, we both worked for nonprofit, worked in the church world for a long time, and then took this leap to go uh, speak, coach, create, write content, uh, help other people in both in the business world and in the nonprofit space. And when I made that leap, I had so many people ask me, well, what, it is, what is it that you want to do? And I remember thinking, I have no idea. I've never... And, and I, I realized in that season, I, I had never... I had rarely asked that question, and it, which allowed me to bump into two big obstacles that we all face when it comes to answering the question of what success is or what is it that if you're not doing this, you're not going to be successful. We all know it's not an amount of money. It's not a title. It's not a position. But um, the two big obstacles that I bumped into are, number one, the younger you are, the more difficult this is to figure out. You know, If you're in your 20s, this is a real... This is hard to... This is a, hard, a tough question to answer because you just don't exactly know yet. I think some of these questions and thoughts that you have for people to think through are going to be helpful even if you are in your 20s. And then secondly, the larger the organization is that you work for, the harder this question is to answer. Yeah, talk about that. I think that's really insightful. Well, because when you, know, when you work for a big organization, you don't have to answer the question about your own personal vision or your own you know, mission in life. What are you on this earth for? Because they have one for you, <laughs> which is kind of nice, especially when you're young and you don't know. And you work for this company or organization that's going, well, this is what we do. And here's how you can participate in that. And therefore, that is your everyday wake up and do this for your life. Uh, it's kind of nice in a way. But there comes a point in everybody's career where you should be able to answer this question. What is success for me? What is the vision that I have for my life? Not just the vision that this company has for my life. Um, it's part of self-leadership. It's really one of the most crucial aspects of leading ourselves well is forcing ourselves to answer this question, what does success look like for me? How will I know when I've achieved it? How will I know when I'm on the path? And that's I, I'm grateful we're having this conversation. That's really what we want to do in this uh, episode today is just try to help yeah. you think through that, give you some tools. Yeah. Yeah, because if we don't, and this is some of the, the illustration or the metaphor that's coming to my mind, if we don't define success or at least put some thought into it, then we are traveling without a destination in mind. 
right? And uh, as you and I were joking around before we hit record, unless you get paid millions to drive a NASCAR in circles, right? Uh, driving in circles is not a lot of fun. It's not a lot of fun to go to to spend a lot of energy and go nowhere. I, I can think back on seasons of my career, and I and if I look back with some discontentment now or feeling like maybe ah that was a wasted season, there's something in me that wants to blame somebody else for that. Of like they didn't see my value, and what I think I'm really mad at is. Um, they didn't lead me in a direction that I wanted to go that I never communicated to them and they couldn't read my mind and figure it out for me, which is just completely unfair to them, right? It was really me. I didn't pick a destination. So I wasn't moving anywhere. I was just driving in circles. And so, yeah, there may be some of our listeners right now in their young 20s that are just like, hey, I'm just, I'm just happy to have a paycheck, pay off some of my student loans, be able to pay rent, maybe save a little money. Have a good time. I'm totally this content. That's right. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, but if I do look at the demographics of those that listen to this podcast right now, according to the very smart people over at Spotify, um, not everybody that listens to this is in that season. There are people that are our age right now, right? So they may be late 30s, early 40s, mid 40s. And it's really imperative that we spend some time thinking about, and I would push us a little bit farther and go, maybe even writing some things down. Yeah, that's right? good. And and I I was reluctant to write things down because I felt like if I wrote it down, now I was obligated to make this my vision for life. And I really appreciate what Donald Miller talked about in Hero on a Mission, that writing things down, it doesn't obligate you to anything, right? You can change. When circumstances change, you can change it, but you're going to be better off for spending some time and writing it down going, I think this is what's success for me. And, and my little CPA brain follows a few categories with all of this that, that are helpful for me. I like, I mean, probably for a lot of people, we work for money or not for it, but money's a part of it. So I, I think I just would like to free people up. If, if you think about success, if there's a dollar sign there or money's a part of it, you do yourself no favors not to write that down. Just Correct. If, if money's a part of it, write it down. Write it down. It's okay. Yeah. Don't judge it, right? Just say, hey, I would like to have this much money in the bank, or I'd like to retire with this much, whatever the number is. We all know the number may change and all that kind of stuff. But if money's a part of it, just write that down. So finances are probably going to be a part of success or a way that you're going to judge it. Relationships are certainly going to be a part of it. Most likely your personal relationships, where do you want those to be? And then I just like to think about the actual to-do list, right? Don't think about title. Don't think about company. Think about what are you going to wake up and do every day? What type of of things do you want to show up on that to-do list? And typically, if you can just start there in those categories, here's here's what I think success for me is going to be from the financial perspective. Here's what I want with the most important relationships in my life. And here's the type of work I want to do. Start writing some things down. You're going to be way better off. Uh, that That's more of a destination than it is just kind of traveling around in circles. I'll give you a couple other categories, Adam, that I think any one of us could go, all right, I'm going to write these seven things down. Adam just gave you three. I'm going to give you four. And these would be seven buckets that if you just put some words around this, this would be great beginning of the year planning on what success is. What am I here to do? Uh, after the ones that you said, uh, your economic engine or your amount of money or whatever, however you want to, whatever you want to call that. Secondly, who do you want to do it with? Relationships, incredibly important. Thirdly, what is it that you want to do? Um, I think that's great. I would add to that a fourth one that's real similar your mission, the the mission is your how. How do you want to do it? Um, that's the that's probably going to be your vocation. Your vision, number five, uh, is really the what. It's the 
where do you see yourself? It's that destination. It's the, the, um, the, if I'm not doing this in 10 years, or if I, if this is not my life in 10 or 15 years, then I will say, well, then I missed it somehow. What is it? Uh, And then purpose is the sixth one, which is really the why it's the, why am I on earth? It transcends vocation. It transcends, uh, where I'm doing this or in what job I'm doing this. And then the last one are just your values, but who do you want to be? You know, the kind of, if it's, if, if these are not true, you know, this is where you put, I want to be able to be home with my kid. I want to be able to take my kids to school or pick them up from school. So I want to be, uh, I want to be able to buy a boat, <laughs> whatever your values yes. may be. <laughs> uh, it's, you're right. It's worth writing it down. Yeah. And, and again, they can change, right? They can change. They can change over time. There's circumstances that can change. Anything we wrote down in January of 2020, by March of 2020, it was all different, right? And because life is going to throw you some circumstances, your interests are going to change. But, uh, but there is something about writing it down and just going, based on everything I know today, um, this is, this is the destination. And, you know, we mentioned the, uh, I mentioned Donald Miller, hero on a mission. And a lot of people I'm sure that, that listen to us are familiar with his story brand framework. And, uh, it's been around for thousands of years. Donald Miller didn't make this up, but basically every story you and I like watching or reading about, right? Movies, novels, TV shows, they all kind of follow this basic story matrix where, which is, uh, there's a hero who wants something and they can't get it. So then they meet a guide who gives them a plan, calls them to action so they can get what they want. They can achieve success and avoid failure. And so the insight that came to me this fall was this. It's not until the hero says, I want something, uh, like then that's when the movie gets good. That's when the, that's when the guide shows up, right? It's when Katniss Everdeen decided when she was going into the 73rd Hunger Games, I don't want to die. That's when we leaned in and go, okay, well, how are you not going to die, right? Because the odds are not in your favor right now. Everybody except one is going to die. And that's when Hamish Abernathy showed up and started to play that role of guide and gave her a plan and called her to action. And that's when it became a story that was worth watching because we knew or we're watching to go, is she going to get what she wants or not? And I think about for us, like if we're in a season or if you've gone through a season where you just are not feeling that sense of purpose or that sense of meaning, it might be because you haven't even declared what you want or a sense of destination. And so it's when we do that, when mentors and guides can come in and really help us and, and guide us towards something, or, or even just for us personally, where we actually feel like we're having a sense of mission uh, and we're doing something. And it, and it starts with you going, this is what I want, right? This is success for me. The thing I love about that too, Adam, is that it, it really will allow you to transcend your job or it will... Uh, get outside of just your job, that your job can change. The job is just the, here's where I'm doing it. Here's uh, how I'm going to accomplish that. But being able to state, well, this is what I want. This is what I want to be doing. This is where I want to be. It just is so helpful. Again, if you don't do it, somebody's going to do that for you. And I don't know that this might be one of the most helpful things that any one of us could do at any point in the year, but particularly at the beginning of the year to try to assess back to what you just asked about 2022, Hey, was 2023 successful? Was it a successful year? Well, a lot of it depends on what it is that you say at the beginning of the year that I'm, I want to be doing. Um, and I, I just, again, this is one of those that people know it, but the real juice is going to be in whether or not you actually go and write this down. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're driving around right now and you're on your way to work and you're like, Oh, I got a few words in my mind. This is what I want. Uh, but yeah, when you get there, write it down. 
uh, that's where this starts to become a little bit more alive. Clay, add a few more, uh, put some more flesh on these bones, right? Because you talked about, hey, the the job right now, that may change. And this is where I do fulfill my mission or where I am fulfilling my purpose. And some of that that you alluded to earlier, when you, you know, you you were on a church staff, which for many people, that looks like the pinnacle of purpose and mission, right? You are in full-time vocational serving people in ministry, and then you leave that. And somebody, you know, there, there could be some people that would look at you and go, like, what's wrong, right? Why, why would you do that? Are you going to do something less meaningful now? What could be more meaningful than doing that? But I like the way you talked about how you thought about that, which was, hey, my real job is not where I'm getting the paycheck. My real job is something that transcends where I'm getting the paycheck. Will you talk about that? Yeah, it, it ministry is a little more confusing or it, it can be confusing because you have this, um, there's a calling that goes with it, right? This, which most careers, you know, I don't, I don't know that every career necessarily has this uh, eternal or even divine calling, but ministry for whatever reason comes along with one, or at least it's, you know, people think it typically encompasses or embodies one or um, has one that's a part of it. And so when you, you're right. It does feel like when you're doing it, it's the, it's the pinnacle. It's the thing that you're, you should be achieving or aiming toward. And so to make that switch for me, it was a big, it, it created a lot of, uh, shifts, tectonic shifts in the, <laughs> in, in the, the foundation of my soul, honestly. But what I had to come to was my purpose on earth is not a job. It's not a vocation. My purpose on earth has to do with these gifts and skills that I've been given that I steward them well to be able to help other people. So one of those is standing on a stage and speaking in front of people. And there are a lot of different ways that you can do that than uh, just some you know, Sunday morning church environment. Uh, the second part of that is really recognizing that uh, there are a lot of different ways to get to where I want to be. There's a lot of different ways to help people. This vision that I began to develop for my own life of, I want a life where I can help people in ways that I feel like I am best suited to help them. And there were some aspects of the job that didn't exactly fit. And there's some aspects to this job that don't exactly fit, but making myself define that and write that down really allowed me to realize, oh, uh, I'm thinking in binary terms that I'm either not in ministry or I am in ministry, but the truth is there's a thousand different ways in between that, that you can help people and serve people and help people grow as people. And that was just very, it was very freeing for me, for sure. It does. Yeah. And I like that. I think that's a really good story because there are so many, you know, some of us are maybe uh, thinking about the vocation or the job title or the type of work, you know, what do you answer at a at a holiday party. Oh, what yeah. do you do for hey, a living? Do do? The way you answer right. that. And it fe- that we're, we're ascribing so much value to that title on whether or not our job is meaningful. And I, and I love that just to go, no, there are so many ways uh, to serve people, to help people, to care for people. And the paycheck is, is just one of those ways uh, to be able to do that. And you can, you can change where you're getting the paycheck, but still stay on mission and, and living uh, what you believe to be a successful life. And so I, I just, I love that story because I think it's really freeing with all that. So there it is. Uh, we gave you some categories to think about, um, you know, finances, relationships, to-do list. It may be mission, vision, purpose, values. Um, other couple of little things that were helpful for me is is not thinking for the rest of my life, thinking in one year or oh, five years, you know, just just make this, just make this shorter. So what's, yeah, what's going to be successful? Yeah. yeah. What would make this a successful year for me? What do I want 
this year and uh, just spending some time writing all that down. So Clay, good stuff. Any final thoughts? Well, you mentioned uh, earlier when we were talking about having somebody that you're looking at, you know, writing down, you know, that if I could be doing what this person is doing, uh, particularly, I found that to be really helpful when I was in my 20s to go, oh, that person seems to be doing it. Sometimes we need to see it. And that's, I think that's really helpful. The, the other aspect, there is a, um, you know, my faith plays such a big role in this. Uh, and so, you know, for me, I was really asking the question of what does God think I should be doing? What does God want me to be doing? And it was very freeing for me to realize, oh, God does not need me to be in a specific job. God really needs to be me to be or wants me, desires for me, is giving me the opportunity to be faithful in whatever it is that I'm doing. And I think ultimately that's the place where I've landed, that success is really, it's not about getting somewhere. It's not about a certain amount. It's not about a certain spot or position or title. It really is about the way that you handle. It's about the faithfulness that you can bring to it on a daily basis. And that's been- I like that. That's yeah. been very helpful uh, in my own life. Yeah, and that's a journey worth being on. And that's a really meaningful journey for a lot of us when we can uh, when we can do that. So- All right, Clay, as always, great conversation. We'll talk to you again next time. Well, that's all we got for today's episode of the How to Lead podcast. You can always reach out to us via email. We can be reached at info at howtolead.work. That's info at howtolead.work. Every episode is mixed and edited by the team over at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next time.